Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. I'm joined, as ever, by uh, Psychic Josh. Hello, Hello Boyd. Good to be here. Fresh from his trip to actual Liverpool last night. Yes, your favourite city. I love it. I've been there twice now and it's among my favourite cities. Yeah. I'm still in disbelief. You've only been twice. I mean, I've been... I know. I know. Do they treat you well? Who? The locals. Liverpool. <laughs> Everyone. The stewards were lovely. Good. The, the Good. people who searched you on the doors were extremely welcoming. Well... That's what Liverpool Lime Street Station they had a red carpet rolled out for us. It's great. As it should be. And we're joined by um, Graham Goodkind, PR guru, PR supremo, but new to the podcast. Yeah, Welcome, second, Graham. Second oh, it's the second. Oh, you did it, but I wasn't yeah. here. You weren't here, no, no. That does happen sometimes. Um, welcome. Thanks Thank for coming you. back. And broadcasting legend Mark Pugach is here. Nice Hello. to be back. Thank you very much for coming. Very back. smart offices here. Yeah, it's all, it's up all in the yeah, world. It's quite trendy now. It's Champions yeah. League offices. It's, it's Champions League. You're right. We've gone up in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, slightly gone up in the world. Um, you were broadcasting last night, yes. covering all of the cup yep. matches in one go. Um, so obviously, we'll talk about the the match last night mainly. And I get the first. I mean, we could go through the menu, but really, the key issue for me is to get straight into it. Is was coming back from one nil down and two nil down. To get two one down, two one down to get a three all draw, a triumph which showed that we can compete for the league, or we might even win the league with favourites league. Or does the fact that we threw away a lead, a three two lead in the last minute, prove that we're not good enough a, to win the league? It's a very good end? question. You know, if they'd equalised probably in the 80th minute rather than 90th minute, you might say. You know, I think that just changed the context of it. I think Wenger's reaction said it all, actually. He was obviously disappointed. Mm. So he was obviously frustrated and a bit disappointed. But he wasn't distraught, was he? No. Because no. there were times in the first half, Josh, you were there, I thought, oh, so I'm going to get hammered here. You know, it was looking like it might be another 5-1 of a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. You know, that pressing game, that manic pressing game, which they just they couldn't keep up because a footballer can't keep it up for 90 minutes. No. They're always going to come off it for a bit. Arsenal started to play better. Achilles heel, as usual. But, I mean, we were saying beforehand, how many goals? that Liverpool scored against Arsenal in the 90th minute or later at the cop end in the last five years. So I think, honest, my view, yeah. bearing in mind the Manchester City draw and yeah. Tottenham losing, 
not a decent point. Of course yeah. it could have been better, but a yeah. decent point. I think in whatever camp you are, if you're in the camp that goes, we cannot win the title, defensive frailties, you've got arguments from last night. Yeah. And if you're in the camp that says, we're good enough to win it, attacking football, going forward, opportunities, goals, then you've also got that. So, it, And if you're in the fence and you're not quite sure, as so many people want to be mm. and go, well, I'd be happy if we won the league, but I don't think we will, then you've also got your argument there. I think, actually, 25 minutes in the, into the game at 2-2, we were the better team then for the rest of the game. Mm. But like Mark said, first 25 minutes, we were, we were largely hopeless and you did think every time Liverpool go forward, they're going to score. And they, they had a couple of other opportunities um, apart from their goals. Essentially, the pressure told. There were corner after corner and you thought, yeah. it, was, it's probably was, coming. And it was, did, didn't there it? Was, there was an inev- inevitability about it. You could see it happening. We've seen it happen at Anfield before and against Liverpool before. And it kind of, you know, as we were, again, we were talking about it before. It was, uh, it was like what goes around comes around. We did the most uh, hideous thing to them in the last minute um, back in 1989. And this is, yeah. this is the payback. This is the karma for it, really. This is, uh, this is what happens. Yeah, so you were saying that the, whole, the way you interpret the game is refracted through the extent to which you think uh, you're kind of in the Wenger pro camp. Well, I mean, because I, I said, tweeted last night that I thought the substitutions were bad, all of them in a way. In the, in, you know, I, I wouldn't have... I mean, particularly... I, mean, I have a thing about Arteta shouldn't have been nowhere near coming on the pitch in this day and age at Arsenal. And so I was, his hair still looks good. His hair looks great, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Lovely, lovely hair. But I don't want to see him anywhere near that. And I just don't see... And, and people were saying about that substitution that Ozil was knackered. I didn't think he looked that knackered to me. I, 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 I even watched it back. I recorded it, I watched it back. I think it seemed The fine. whole game? He, look, he could have dealt... Not the whole game. Okay. Just the, that's, that, from that moment where he's taken... The last kind of five, ten minutes. He could have survived the last five, six minutes of that match, as, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And I just all of the substitutions to me were a bit kind of like, right, we're going to... A bit negative, a bit kind of like, we're going we're gonna to try and shore things up. And I just think, against Liverpool, marauding, you're inviting the, the monster. But he's been it doesn't doing that a like bit recently. He's been doing the gives, comes on. It's the same yes. sort of substitutions yes. each game. You know, with hindsight, which is a wonderful thing, you'd have stuck on Chambers instead of Arteta. Yeah. And he'd have maybe or been Gabriel, able to... Or Gabriel. Gabriel. Just to, get, yeah. to deal with an aerial threat, because they were always going to just bomb it yeah. in the box when they brought Corker on to, you know, as an additional centre-forward. So, you know, that might have been a better tactic, and Arteta isn't going to win much in the air, whereas, like you said, Gabriel or, or Chambers could have. But you use the word refracted, which is a good word to use. Thanks. You know, you always look at substitutions through that prism yes. as well, don't you? Yeah, the fact absolutely. that they did equalise. We'll go, oh, what about this? You know, I have to be honest, when he made the changes, I thought, fair enough. I didn't okay. think Walcott had done a great deal. I thought, cha- I thought um, uh, Campbell had been outstanding yeah, again, but looked tired. Great. I thought, well, uh, you know... He did o- look tired. Yeah, yeah, Oxley Chamberlain will bring yeah. something, and Gibbs, although when he came on against Newcastle, uh, he was playing in front of me in the press box, I thought he was all over the place because he just didn't appear to know exactly what <laughs> position he should be taking. Yeah. And I thought, well, he's brought Arteta on to keep the ball, because as a midfield he should be able to keep the ball well. So I could see why he mm. did it. But, you know, the fact that they didn't hold on, you go, well, actually, why didn't he bring on Chambers, who is, mm. you know, a, is presumably yeah. going to be a better defensive midfielder, or Gabriel who can head the thing? And yeah. also, if you look at the goal we've conceded right at the end of the game, it's a goal that we should have dealt with. It's a ball into yes. the box yes. for Benteke. Benteke's been beaten two of them to the header, and I'm not sure Bellerin switches on to the, the ball coming down quick enough, and by the time he reacts, Joe Allen's kind of scored. Yeah. So... I don't even know if you can, you know, have a go at the substitutions. I agree. I think Ozil, we've got a game Sunday. Ozil is our best player at the moment. He, he wants to use him Sunday. Probably thought 15 minutes 
let's put on two people with fresh legs, try to take it to the corners, and we didn't well, really. We didn't have enough of the ball. I agree, Ozil was unbelievable, like a magnet keeping the ball and yeah. just and finding only, other he players. He only took him off like five minutes before the end. But it was like, well, if you if you really want to keep the ball, just keep, for me, it's like, it's a no, keep Ozil no, on, among, among anyone. Yeah, and yeah, the players course, he brought yeah. on the Ox, unfortunately, I, I love the Ox, but he just, yeah. he just keeps he on, had, kept on losing the ball every he's, time. He's not, he, but that's the story of the season, isn't it? He has, and he looks so good. Before this, in pre-season, he yeah. scored the goal in the uh, Community Shield, and he looks like I thought he was going to have a great season, but he hasn't done anywhere near what I thought he'd do. I feel with the Ox at the moment, maybe he's trying to force it so much because yeah. he knows he is not in that first eleven. And I, what, where is he going to be when Sanchez and Cazorla and Welbeck oh. and Wilshire in this team? He really, I'm not sure, has a, has a role. The one advantage of all those players I was coming back is, is like what Graham said, we are so predictable in terms of our substitutions. You could have named the substitutions in probably yeah. the minute before the game even took place. And Kieran Gibbs coming on at, at left midfield when he obviously doesn't trust him at left back anymore. He shouldn't really be trusting him the left of midfield. So... At least there are shining lights in the next couple of weeks, probably even starting this Sunday with, with Sanchez's return to the squad, that there will be more to come off the bench because one of Ox, Campbell, there's going to be that extra player on mm. the bench. He signalled about Oxlade-Chamberlain, there hasn't he, Wenger? He's actually, with the business about he's the, he's the, the, you know, the, the right-hand one of the three, he, i.e. Yeah. central midfield at right-hand side, yeah. not right-winger. But I think you're absolutely right. He looks like he's trying too hard, and he's just his confidence is gone, hasn't he? And every decision he makes is the wrong one. Yes, and he knows it. And you know, yeah. you get into a vortex, don't you? You get into a downward spiral. You make the wrong decision. You do something daft. You give the ball away. They counterattack. Yeah. You're then terrified. You're then terrified of yeah. playing. And the one that you can't play, you cannot play with that fear. No. If you're playing for Wenger, and, you're and it must be Arsenal. weird for him because he's seeing Joel Campbell, who he must have yep. not even have thought, oh, he's not even anywhere near yep. being first choice in this squad become first choice ahead of him, clearly. Yep. And I thought last night, if one thing was proven last night, it's that Joel Campbell was definitely ahead of the Ox now. I mean, he was no great question. last night, wasn't he? I thought he, not only kind of in terms of enth- hard work and enthusiasm, but he made some great passes, great assists. I mean, I just he's think he's in really... Two the, in two of the goals. Yeah. Defensively, he's very yes. aware. I thought against yes. Newcastle was very in- noticeable. Defensively, yeah. very aware. He runs well with the ball, doesn't he? Works hard. I mean, yeah. I take my hat off to him. I, I, you know, I'd stick him ahead of Walcott in current form as well. If we had yeah. everyone fit up front... <laughs> well, I would have, I'd have uh, a bit Sanchez quiet your man at the moment Giroud, isn't he? he was quiet I'd have Giroud and Walcott sort of you know sort of yeah. alternating maybe a bit like we started off and, and Campbell has done nothing to get kicked out of this team I think he's done everything to stay it might almost be that we might talk about the Stoke game in more detail but maybe the fact that Campbell's playing so well gives him the option not to rush Sanchez back and straight yeah. into the team well, and put him so. on the bench yeah. and therefore Campbell keeps his place in the team yeah. because I, yeah, I'm not sure Walcott is going to be ahead of Campbell for the next game where they're all fit uh, just one other thing on Oxley chamberlain mm. you're quite right about Campbell. I bet he's looking at Delhi Alley as well and going, hang on a second, how's this bloke appeared from MK Dons? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, and he's, he's, he's be... a first-teamer at Tottenham. And let's all be honest, with our England hats on, if England started the Euros tomorrow, we'd put him in the England team, oh, wouldn't we? for sure, yeah. Whereas, you know, Definitely ahead whereas of the Ch- Ox, yeah. yeah. Whereas the Ox is barely in the Arsenal yeah. team. So I'm sure that all that plays the mind, doesn't he? Think, well, yeah. Who is this bloke? Who is it's he? difficult, isn't it? Why, it is why really aren't I doing this sort of thing? Yeah. But it's an interesting point about Theo, because I admit he wasn't great last night. He didn't have the yeah. best of games. He had, he had moments. He wasn't, I mean, people were saying he did nothing. I mean, he had a couple. He had one marauding run, didn't he? Yes. Where, yeah. he, could, where he, he, he took it on himself, because there was no other option. It was there. memories of the Champions League game, yeah. almost, yeah. when he scored that yeah. unbelievable yeah. goal. And if maybe he scored, got a bit excited. If he'd have scored that, then we would have been, uh, that, well, brilliant, amazing. But moments. he didn't. Yeah, it was moments. moments. Exactly. Well, that's that's moments. the joy of the game, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. But I agree with you. I think that he, I don't see why. It's like he hasn't scored 
I mean, you know, he's on a fairly bad run by his own standards. Giroud's on a, on a good run. But we should still go back to, the, I think, the time when he was alternating them for various games or giving Theo a decent run up front. I still think he should be given those chances up front. Mm. You're looking mm. at me like I'm insane, John. I don't, I don't know how you can take Giroud out of this team at the moment. I can't imagine a team where everyone's fit and Giroud isn't playing. I mean, he's so informed, I think, in the, in the Premier League-wise. I mean, he's second only to Aguero. Certainly, I saw the stat today about goals since the beginning of the 2013-14 season. It is only Aguero and then Giroud. And, and maybe we do have this you know, player we need to slowly appreciate more and more. I just well, at the that- moment feel really secure. Giroud's hold-up player has improved. And he, he seems to demand the ball at all times. Ozil's always looking for him in a way that just gives me a bit more confidence maybe than, than Theo. But I think you're right. There's so many games to play. There'll be games where Giroud will be left on the bench and it will be Theo up front. If he, I mean, but let's talk about Giroud because last, again, what, a, a classic night for him. That, the, the miss of the season, I, which I, was... I only just watched it back about 20 minutes ago. I yeah. didn't realise it was anywhere. Well, I should say, my view at Anfield was the, other end. the worst view oh, really? I've ever sat in at a football oh. ground. It doesn't even say restricted view, but if you are the third row back at Anfield and over six foot... There is very little point in attending the game. Oh That's what I'd say. No. The, bo- the back two rows, for those who are thinking about going in the future, are restricted view. And at least tell you. But I have £52 to barely see the game, craning my neck. I had no idea that miss was nearly as bad. But his yeah. goal, his, oh, second goal was... his second goal in particular, brilliant. Yeah. And the okay. first goal, give him a bit of credit. He's got a touch on that makes it very difficult for the keeper to handle. But it, but it did, it, for me, it like did something. Because, yeah, the second goal was, I think, the best goal he's ever scored for yeah. Arsenal, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. it was astonishing. Brilliant, Brilliant turn. turn. Was yeah. Instinctive turn. Bergkamp was, would have been proud of that. But the miss was just unbelievable. And it is like, for me, it's like, well, on match of the day, Alan Shearer was asked, Gary Lineker asked, what do you think? How good is Giroud? And he said, and he, and he said I'm, I'm not changing my mind. He's not world class. He's not up there. He's not as good as, you know, the, the classic Arsenal strikers. But he's good enough, but he should be doing better. And he's not scoring enough goals. He was, he was pretty, you know, he was pretty critical. Is he, is sure he, enough. I've, I've asked this question to mm. a lot of people, and he's biased. Obviously, I've asked Lee Dixon. Yeah. You're the boys who paid the money. Yeah. I said to Lee, is he as good as Alan Smith? He went, not a chance. I went, OK. Is he as good as Alan Smith? Uh, I think it's... Because that's, 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 yeah, that's, that's a, straight, a good comparison. That's a You're comparison. absolutely right. I thought yeah. Smith was great, but I think yeah. Giroud is, is, is a more modern footballer, I think. I'd take Giroud over Smith. But I, I think Giroud, when he works hard, is an incredibly hard player to play against. But he has days where he sort of looks a bit disinterested, is more yeah. interested yeah. in his hair and looking good than he is actually yeah. playing. And then is, you know, then is a bit of a waste of space. But as long as he's trying, and he really, I thought was really trying last night, working, closing down, giving everything, that combined with you know being a physical presence like he is and very strong, you know, is a fantastically useful player. I don't think he should play every game because I don't think that's right for every game when you're playing against defences that do come up and push up and leave space behind, which a lot of teams do against us to try and press us. I think Walcott is a good option as well. So I wouldn't necessarily play him mm. every game. But for us, I think it's a fantastic player. Mm. And, you know, it's on a good run at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I think he's pretty much on a par with Alan Smith, in my mind. I mean, I th- although I don't think Alan Smith would have missed... I think Alan Smith probably wouldn't have missed that chance, that ridiculous home goal. But maybe not have scored... Has Alan Smith ever scored a goal as good as the goal he scored? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of... It's different, it's different type of player. different type of player, yeah. You've got to remember, Smith was the target man. He'd get up and he'd oh, yeah. be heading the ball on for someone a lot of the time. And that was his game. Well, Giroud did that for the, fir- for the first goal, didn't he? When he got oh, he's capable of doing that. But today's yeah. centre-forward, I think I've got to do a lot more by themselves yeah, and hold the right, ball up. Game. But also, yeah. Smith was absolutely reliable, wasn't he? He was completely yeah. consistent. He would absolutely do that job 
week in, week out. You know, it was like, I mean, it was George Graham. It was, you think George Graham wouldn't let him not be. No. Whereas now I feel with, it's still feel with, and I know people can say I'm being unfair because, but I still feel he's capable of a terrible, awful, no, right. lazy Smith game. Was 7 out of 10, yeah. Bruce 4 or 9. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing, yeah. isn't it? I mean, that's, a, yeah. that's the truth. But you think, do you think I'm being unfairly harsh? On who? On Giroud? Giroud. No, I think, I think there's still, still some question marks. He's still capable of, of the odd poor performance. But I think overall, I feel a sense of confidence in him at the moment. I think he is getting increasingly consistent. And I think the players around him all have a lot of faith in him. I think, you know, you can see the way that we have the sort of players like trying to get these, these, the, these balls like from Ozil. He keeps making these uh, beautiful assists, even it was Joel Campbell getting on them. And I just feel the way we're playing at the moment, I'll have a little bit more excitement when Giroud's in the box rather than, rather than Walcott. But there'll be mm. games where Walcott's the right man. He's also got a fantastic left foot. I mean I, yeah. I mean, I used to have a bit of a love affair with Podolsky's left foot. Not the rest of Podolsky, just, <laughs> just yeah. the left foot. Yeah. And I kind of think with Giroud, he's got that, he's got that whip on it, something about a left-footed player when they really connect with the ball. And even the way he finished that, the second goal last night, and bent it in at power as well. Mm. He scores a lot of goals like that, and I think... You know, it's a special talent. I mean, that second goal was so good, it's almost like, it has almost converted me to think that he's potentially mm. world well, class. Well, I think you're right, because I wasn't sure I'd seen him score a goal no. like that before. No. He's very good at getting across the, the near post. No. Very good, and not many strikers do that now. Mm. So, obviously, very good in the air. You're, you're absolutely right, he's got a very good left foot. Mm. But to score a goal like that, we yeah. back to that goal. Was, yeah. I mean, as you say, yeah. if, that had been, if that had been Aguero to score that yeah. goal, we'd be going, right. that's why he's one of the best exactly. strikers in the world. Yeah. Exactly. Really dexterous yeah. play, that, for a... Big but if, if a world-class striker suddenly became available, you know, one of the many the couple that we've been linked with for years and years suddenly was available, would, you'd still want it, wouldn't you? For, I would, anyway. Uh, yeah. Of course we would. I think we're probably realistic enough to know one isn't coming in January. So <laughs> it will be down to Giroud and, and, and Walcott mm. to, to take us to the title. We have to make, can we mention Czech? Because some people were critical of Czech's goalkeeping last night. Could he have done better? Uh, li- para- li- is it two? Is what, it? the third goal? Yeah. I, and, I, I, I did look at it. I was with Steve Cloud. I thought, do you think he could have got a better hand? He went, maybe. But honestly, Czech's been so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's impossible not to make a mistake ever. I mean, right. obviously he did against West Ham in the opening game. So, yeah. possibly, no, no, no. I bet you Czech thinks I could have got a better hand yeah. to it, but, you know. It'd be uh, harsh. The to, way that yeah. he's played and the, the, the oh, points no, that he saved are Arsenal, possibly. Absolutely, yeah. You know, it's not like it's a succession of mistakes. Going, oh, you know, no, 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 no. Here's another one. What are we doing with this guy in goal sort of thing, which, let's be honest, was the situation oh, where Almunia was yeah. playing. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, with the goals that went into that net last night, you'd say Mignolet was, you know, certainly a false that first one, Ramsey. Scored makes you appreciate that we do have a, a world-class goalkeeper at the moment to give everyone a bit more confidence. But then there is that thing people say when, when a keeper gets some of their hand to it, should, should they do a little bit better? Mm. Maybe. But I thought Wenger was really interesting, his body language after, uh, after the game. Mm. Because as a fan, it felt immediately like horribly deflating. And then just you know walking to the car, reading his initial comments after the game, it, it was this sense of... You know, we're, we're still top with Brighton. Yeah. I'm proud yeah. of the performance. And in that respect, you go, do you know what? If they win at Stoke on Sunday, mm. almost all is, you know, all is good. You all is good. You take four out of the two. You settle for four points. No question yeah. from Oh, those completely. Yeah, if we win at Stoke on Sunday, totally, yeah. But, but that's a big if. But it, is, it, is one of the, it was one of those draws that felt like a defeat. And they're, they're always the hardest ones to take. Initially, Much. it did, yeah. yeah. I, I was like, 
I was really pissed off, yeah. Today, when, actually. Today I'm over it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I couldn't I'm even... I'm not quite over it, yeah. You kind of recover quick well, and I think me, it's in, But, what, but my, my, what I thought was interesting, what message, because let's not forget, most of what they do is for the players, these press conferences, and a little bit for the fans. Yeah. The message he's sending to the team with his demeanour afterwards is, you played well, you came yeah. back twice yeah. from behind, mm. you know, you withstood 25 minutes of frantic, you know, Klopp-Gengen mm. pressing, and you've almost won at Liverpool with eight players out injured, plus, you know, El Nenny about to appear... Look what you can do. Mm. I, I really felt that was the message yeah. that he was, yeah. well, he was getting across to the players. Yeah. But he also right. did say, though, interestingly, I thought, he did say there were mistakes. They made key mistakes, yes. didn't he? he? Which was which was very getting true. Getting the fourth goal. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. he said they made two or three key errors. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting because sometimes he doesn't say that kind no. of thing. No. So no. he's almost like, he is, he, he's kind of... Well, maybe with these players coming them. back, he can afford to yeah, say because right. it looked like he was going to go at Chamberlain for one of them. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking the it right was mainly the Ox that did make those errors. It was. Goal, he's yes. like saying, he broke up our own attacks. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. Which, when you bring him on <laughs> as a substitute <laughs> in the lot, that is, it must be infuriating. Yeah. yeah, the focus seemed to be we should have we should have scored four, not we shouldn't have let in mm. three, and it, it, you understand why maybe he's concentrating yeah. on the on what we could have done, and and maybe he's right. You know, if you'd have said thirty five minutes to go in the game when we were three two up. I'd have backed us for another goal the way the, the game had gone and the, it looked like the openings we would make. But Liverpool fans are sitting there going, well, we, I mean, there's, I've got a Liverpool fan in the office and she was saying, you know, we should have won that, we should have been 4-0 up, 4-1 yeah. up at half-time. Yeah. It could have been easily, couldn't it? I mean, sure. so... It, Premier League. Yeah. To, I mean, yeah. a prototype Premier League game. Yeah. Were, you, were you watching, I was watching as much, they showed quite a lot of Klopp-Wenger yeah. interaction on BT Sport last night, watching it on TV. And I, was, I, love, I mean, I'm a huge Klopp fan. I think he's... Yeah. I, I think he's. I mean, I, I'm a bigger Wenger fan. Don't get me wrong, but it was great to see two classy, clever, intelligent yeah. managers getting on and kind yeah. of you know just no spite, no there? spite, no. bonding. I thought yeah. it was brilliant. Yeah, I agree. Well, there was a comment Wenger said about he calmed Klopp down at yeah. some point to avoid him being sent to the stands. Yeah, yeah, and that's amazing. Yeah. You couldn't have imagined him doing that with certain managers no. that have been no. in the Premier no. League over the years. So, a, look, a, a touch of class from a man that we always say you know has his critics, but always tries to do thing. In what we would call the Arsenal way. Yeah. No, I thought that was great. And yeah. full time whistle, there was a good hug. And then Mert Sacker and Klopp had a you know yes. a good exchange on the pitch. Yeah. And Joe Allen and Aaron Ramsey, obviously, the two Welshmen scored. I thought I thought it was played in a great spirit. It was. And, and, it kind of made me think as well that you know one day I'd have loved Klopp as a manager. Yeah, yeah. Well. I was about to. That's you know, what I was about to ask. I, I like yeah. the guy. He, yeah. you know, he's actually he can see he's got into Liverpool. He's respecting the Liverpool way and modernising it in his own style. Um, yeah. And on the pitch, he looks like he's getting the team playing his own way. I think, you know, whether whether they have success or not, I think he's a great manager and would have been, maybe could be, I don't know, but would have been a good manager for us. I agree that he has a touch of class and probably Mark being in the media, you can get a feel for how they are in person. And Roberto Martinez, I think, also shows that whenever you see him in a press conference, lovely and endearing and polite and Klopp has all that. But let's not forget, Liverpool are ninth. Their record is, is no better, really, than it, than it was at the beginning of the season. I think there's still massive question marks about how much progress they're really making. They're playing slightly different football, but... Yeah, but he's got... Be. He needs two or three chances. Yeah, he needs... Yeah, he's got a really lot of... He's got t- we're much, we're, we've got much better squad than them on paper, I think. Yeah. I'm not saying they should be above us. I'm just saying that they've had some really disappointing results. Yeah. He's, he's, no, he's much better. Than, he's, yeah. much more, he's much smarter. Oh, and we'll funnier. He's also funny as well. That's why I like yeah. him. Yeah. Although I wanted to mention... Funnier than who? Oh, 
than every other manager. In, just, he's just a, he's he enjoys a, himself. I mean, look yeah, at he's celebrates, a, celebrates like yeah. a bloody lunatic. Yeah. He's also, he you imagine... People had to go at him. So people had to go at him for that celebration, celebrating a draw no, it's okay. and going mad. Well, first of all, our players have celebrated situations before where we're not winning, even we're not, we haven't won anything and they get very overexcited. You, I don't, can't blame anyone for getting overexcited. And them celebrating a, fourth in the dressing room at Newcastle. Exactly, that's yeah. what yeah. I was thinking. Like, I knew there was something really? I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah. Exactly, that was the one, yeah. yeah and it was all over Twitter. Yeah. And everyone really? out, all the other fans are going, oh, well, it's embarrassing. We're kind of defending them. But you can't then have a go at Klopp for getting overexcited that he's well, selling. We had won the game that day at Newcastle, and I guess given the way that season had gone, it was an achievement, and yeah. Wenger treats it as some sort of competition to, <laughs> to continue his fourth. I agree, though, that uh, with the fact there were Arsenal fans around me as we were leaving the game, being, oh, they're embarrassing the scouts are celebrating a draw. But I was like, what on earth would we be doing? Of yeah, course, we'd be would. joyous in at the end of the game. Yeah, in that dramatic exactly. fashion, exactly. they've come back. It's, it's a good goal in the 90th minute. And he made the substitution, minute. I mean, as well. He's know, brought Joe Allen on. Very long hair. I didn't realise Joe Allen. Joe Allen's got all yeah. Perler. Joe Allen actually yeah. done the beard thing as well, yeah. I think, to copy him. Yeah. Yeah. I find it funny that Benteke won his first header against uh, Koscielny and Mertzak and he spent 90 minutes at Wembley, not getting anywhere near the ball yeah. in the air. The cup yeah. fight. He got up very, very, very high yeah, he did. for that. I he did get up very, very high. Yeah. That's true. The other thing I wanted to say about Wenger, because people think, because like, I mean, I do have, you know, there are many reasons that I love this, but his comments about David Bowie. Do you see him on Brilliant the... comments. Fred Scott, you know, he summed up David Bowie in about... Um, a minute. Yeah, it at the press conference, asked, Fantastic. just heard what's happened. I mean, that is the, that is the genius. And of the actually, I, I, I said, and then I thought, oh, yeah, actually, you know, they are the same age. I sort of quickly looked it up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're a couple. Yeah. Bowie was tw- sixty-nine, wasn't he? Yeah. Was what sixty-seven? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So he really would have been, you know, that yeah, post-war that era, yeah, yeah. era where you know it's 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 fine to be different. Actually, it's cool to be different. Yeah. you know, be true to yourself and all that. Yeah. No, I thought it was, it was great. Yeah. 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 And again, you couldn't man- ho- imagine hardly any other manager. Well, this is what we said with Sammy Mockbell, who was here at the Daily Mail last. Week, the one thing you can rely on at Arsenal Wenger to a press conference is to give you an answer about almost anything, whether that be sport, yeah. culture, oh, or yeah. general life, you know, terrorist attacks, you know, if it might be. He's, he's got something intellectual and he wants to yeah. give everyone. A, a I remember quote. in the middle of the, the Great Ashes series, obviously towards the end, yeah. somebody said it and he went, Look, I don't really understand the game, <laughs> but I understand the passion. I know exactly what's going on that you haven't beaten them for yeah. so long. And, you know, I, I'm, you know, go for it. Yeah. You, know, I remember- you know, some managers would say, yeah. You know, they wouldn't yeah, say anything. Even I think he was asked a question about Tony McCoy in a press conference kind of out of nowhere. I remember watching mm. it and there was kind of like almost like laughing from other journalists. And then he actually gave a really intelligent answer about, oh. yes, I know he's a big Arsenal fan and I've seen his races and he's got this amazing achievement of the 1,000 wins. It yeah, he could seems to be so well versed. I've, I've said it before, sorry, I've said on. it before here, but our guys were in the tunnel, you know, yeah. doing all the interviews. They say to me every time, you don't matter who they support, we'd say, we'd have Arsene Wenger yeah. as a human being yeah. over yeah, yeah. anybody else yeah. we've ever met. In the tunnel, you know, always charming, yeah. says hello. Yeah. You know, even if it's the worst, I saw him do something absolutely incredible when, uh, when Arsenal lost to Blackburn. You know, and that, you know, the world was falling in, wasn't yeah, it, the yeah, FA yeah, Cup yeah, time? Yeah, God, he yeah. did something quite extraordinary to a colleague of mine who'd suffered a loss. You know, oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, absolutely sort of, incredible yeah. behaviour. Yeah. And, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever people, Arsenal fans who I know, you know, they're in three camps, aren't they? Yes. You know, undecided and against yeah. and four. Yeah. I don't think any of them should be in any doubt about what we're no. talking about in terms of the quality of a human being. Yeah. Mm. And which, which is important to mention because there's still um, a lot of the, the anti ones, the really virulent anti ones that you see on social yeah. media, are treat, don't, don't treat him with much respect. No. You know, they feel they can call him all kinds of things, which yeah. I would never do in a million no. years. He's no. still, and I was also Danny Kelly, you know, Danny Kelly, the kind of sports presenter, huge Spurs fan, yeah. after the Arsene Wenger Bowie thing said he's a national treasure, which from a Spurs Is that what Danny yeah. said? Yeah. And I thought that was, I thought yeah. that summed him up. I mean, he yeah. is. Whatever yeah. I think about what I ever, mistakes I think he's made or make, and still makes, I yeah. still absolutely worship him as yeah. a national, he is a national treasure. Yeah. But I'll tell you the one thing I was going to ask that he doesn't like being asked about, which came up this week, is Pep Guardiola. And that, 
And did you say he was asked about, you know, the kind of implications that one of the... T- Pep said he'd been approached by, what, more than a couple yeah, of teams? Yeah, several offers. Several offers, he said, offers. didn't he? Yeah. And that b- bizarre thing. Well, you know what, he didn't need to say that. No. Actually, that was not classy. That was weird, wasn't it? But from a PR Sorry, point what of view... So, what so my question is, so Wenger was like, didn't really want to deal with that. Yeah. I think he did get a little bit spiky... You yeah. probably watched the press conference, but well, I heard that he got a little bit spiky. He was kind of asked about it. He was like, no, I'm not going anywhere. It's like when he's asked about... I don't want to be asked about that. You know, and I don't blame him either. You don't want, to be, you don't want the, the idea that, you know, there's any intimation that no. Pep Guardiola is about to take over your yes. job yeah. when, it, you're, when you're on your top of the league. Fair enough. He, he was similar to when he was asked about Mourinho and he was under pressure. He also did that. I don't want to talk about it. He's, yeah. also, he's above talking about this kind of... But from a PR point of view, I'm interested because it almost reminded me from a completely different point of view, that, that almost like Sterling interview when he was like absolutely humming for a move away from Liverpool yeah. to go to Man City. I don't know why Pep Guardiola seems like a very classy man. He's, why does he need to go into the public domain to let it be known that, yeah. you know, he's had well, these you, offers? It, because you are putting people... There's not... I mean, you know, I'm not, I, with the greatest respect to Bournemouth, I doubt they've been, been in touch to see if he's available. So you're, you're <laughs> dealing with a very few limited number of clubs. And if you're implying that they've kind of been in touch to see if they'll get rid of their current manager who currently is in a job, it just seems a bit yeah. classless. Unless you're playing a game to try and up the price that someone might pay and your agents advise you that... But does that's he? That's quite a good way to. Does he to, need to, to go do that to get in a bidding war? I don't know. Does Pep do that anyway, though? Graham, no, yeah. they're, they're, you know, yeah. he knows that anyway. They know the bids are in there anyway. They're yeah. going up. He doesn't need to say it in public, does he? It's so mm. weird. I don't even understand why he had to announce that he was leaving. No, I agree. Bayern Munich before the no, end. I, I mean, it's the time. If you're a Bayern fan, I don't know what Bayern. I don't know any Bayern fans, but I would be pretty pissed. Yeah. Pretty upset that um, you, you know, can say pissed off on the You can swear as much as you like. Go for it. But you know that he'd done that because if you look in any business, if if someone's Leaving once they're kind of out the door, they get a bit forgotten yeah. about the players yeah. playing for mm. you or something like that. And uh, you know, even if he'd even if he had the deal to agree that he was leaving, he wasn't doing it. I still would have made him not announce it till you know towards no. the end of a lot mm. further towards the end of the season. I thought that was wrong. Well, when the, the season that Fergie said he was going to leave, Arsenal oh, yeah, won the course. double, didn't they? Yeah. And the players, you know, of course they didn't down tools, mm. but there seemed to be something yeah. subconscious happened. Definitely. And he's admitted since it was it was the yeah. wrong thing to do. It just yeah. sends the yeah. wrong message it's, to the team. No, no, no. They're going to win the German league. That's not the point. Yeah. But be interesting looking back in a few years' time if they don't win the Champions League, whether, they, whether yeah. there's some sort yeah. of you know. And here's my question about, I, I do think it's interesting, that, you know, is, are Arsenal interested in him, you know, are, you know, do, do we think, or do they, I mean... I, I asked somebody who knows Wenger very well yeah. the other day about this, and he said that he, ca- he cannot see any situation whereby Wenger won't want to carry on. Really? So in other words, if, if Arsenal at the end of, in 18 months' time, say, yeah. well not in 18 months' time, because they obviously decided beforehand, but if Arsenal offer him another contract... He will accept it. And this, this chap, the football man, speaks to him every day, mm. knows him very well, speaks mm. to him regularly. Because I said, look, I, in my view, Arsenal's perfect for him. Yeah, Let's not underplay London. Let's not underplay London no. here. I know this is a, obviously an Arsenal podcast, but London's a huge draw yeah. for the whole family. Mm. You know, the tradition, absolutely, he yeah. knows Wenger well, the way they play, the young squad, the money, the history. I think it's absolutely perfect. By the way, I think Manchester United is pretty perfect as mm. well for similar sorts of things apart from geography. But all that, all that is, is predicated on Wenger stepping aside and saying, yes, you can come and have my job. Yeah. They've offered me a new three-year deal, but I, don't, I won't take it because for the greater good of Arsenal, I'll let you come in. Really? Can you see it? I mean, That's it's a hell of a selfless act. It is a selfless act, but it's also, isn't it, like, I don't know, if, A, if we want, say we did win the league, I mean, you know, wouldn't it be perfect and kind of it is, but glorious to... Everything I've learned about football <laughs> is that everyone outstays their welcome. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, people want to carry on and players and managers as well. And I, I can't think of one instance, you know, apart from Ferguson, I guess, where 
any other where someone's sort of stood aside. And... Yeah, but Fergie stood aside a season later than he intended yeah, to. Yeah. If they'd won the league that day, I'm yeah, pretty certain right. he would have stood aside then. But yeah. because obviously they lost to Man City, well, I can't go out like this. I'll go and buy Van Persie and then I'll win the league. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I can't, I can't see Wenger doing it. I mean, I can't see it. No. And I can't see there's been some people talking about, well, Wenger would move upstairs to a director of football oh, no, role. No. I, I completely no. can't see that. That's, yeah. got Matt, that's got Matt Busby written all over it, hasn't <laughs> yeah, it? And everything right. that happened with Man United yeah. after yes, that. Yes, so. Absolutely, yeah. And he, and he did, that's, that was the thing he said at the press conference. He was like, I, I, my whole life is football. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to give it up. Yeah. And I don't blame him, but yeah. equally, I'm kind of feel Pep Guardiola would be perfect. Well, be, put, he would be perfect. <laughs> yeah. I think he would be. I think there's a, there's a case with, uh, that, you, that you raise where a lot of people hope, even if they haven't been massive Wenger fans, they hope it ends on a good note. Mm. Yeah. They want him yeah. to kind That's of have something yeah. from Absolutely. the second half of his reign yeah. and then step aside. Yeah. But I don't know. There's also the argument to go, well, if he takes them to win the league and he shows maybe a bit more success in Europe, we don't know what will happen with the Barcelona game. We might just try and inspire him even more that he can, you know, take the squad forward and there's still all these players that haven't quite proven and he didn't have Welbeck for the whole season or Wilshire. If he can mm. just get them all fit, what can he do? And it might, there might still be sort of unanswered questions here. And there's Champions League. I'm sure he wants a chance to, you know, somehow. Well, it's the one. It's the one. But, you know, yeah. you're giving up on the Barcelona tie already? Oh, God, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Playing like last I mean, night. Yeah, I mean, really. Because, yeah, if they, <laughs> they if we played like last night, Stranger in that first that. half hour, they would have been 5-0 up, wouldn't they? Yeah. Rather than... We would have struggled, <laughs> I, suspect. I suspect. I mean, I don't, I'm not... Don't forget, Mohamed El Neni is eligible. Oh, let's talk about him. He's eligible let's talk about the Champions him. League. Yeah. How, how good... How, I mean, I'm, I'm just pleased that we've brought someone. I know it sounds stupid, but we do need bodies right now. I right don't think any of us really have seen him play or know a lot about no. him. No. But um, my son, who's a big fan of FIFA, playing FIFA on the PlayStation... Oh, yeah, what's the FIFA? His, his yeah. stats are pretty oh, good. good. Yeah. That's about all we know about him, is yeah. his FIFA stats. I saw Arsenal were pushing out a video that it scored in the... Uh, oh, yes. In Europe, I saw was that. it UEFA against Fiorentina? Yeah. Yeah. Fiorentina, yeah. yeah. It's absolute worldy. Yeah. You sort of feel that it's a bit like Flamini's goal against Tottenham. <laughs> it might be the one, and there's not a whole load of other goals coming back. Obviously, that wouldn't be what he's bought for. But I just think some new blood into the club's got to be exciting yeah. for everyone. It's good, like, you know, I'm, we're not buying in a, in a period where it was like, you know, a Kim Kallstrom and you're, you're not quite sure. No, this no, feels no, a bit more exciting. Yeah, with a, a young with a bit, player. With potential. Yeah. It's yeah. obviously got some talent. It's obviously got the, I would have thought, and they would have thought, given Arsenal's sort of into all the sort of stats they are yep. and everything like that, they've researched him thoroughly. So from a sort of statistical point of view, he runs the most or he's, you know, he's got all these things that, analytically speaking, make him the best. It's whether he can actually produce it in real life or not. Uh, and presumably with a view to the summer and your favourite person, Arteta, and maybe Riziki. Yeah, if he makes yeah. Arteta one step away, uh, further well, away uh, yeah. from coming on in the last five minutes of one, any game. One step it, near it the door. It sounds like he can do a bit of everything. I mean, he, you know, Wenger would never say, I am buying a defensive midfielder. That's not him. <laughs> no. He would never pigeonhole a player like no, that because no, he thinks no. actually that's not what you should do. So no. he is a, he can do whatever you, he can be box to box or yeah. a defensive midfielder. Yeah. There was a great piece in The Guardian today about his father said, your, the ball's got to be your friend. He started going to slept with the ball, went from age of three. Then when he went to play for Basel, Mo Salah. Yeah. Mo Salah was That's the big a PR star. line, I yeah. said, with the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Mo Salah was the big star. He didn't speak any right. he didn't speak any English or when he was playing Basel any well he's speaking Basel, Swiss French, Swiss French probably. Bit of both, maybe. Bit of both, because yeah. they're out of the border there. But yeah. you know, then when Salah left he had to come out of his shell, he speaks very good English now. You know, I, I think he yeah. and actually I think you know Wenger has got quite a good record of late in the transfer market, hasn't he? Yeah, all right, Kim Calston we can all yeah, laugh yeah, about yeah, but yeah. he was alone. Yeah. But actually 
And no. you can't just say, well, of course he's, Sanchez was going to be a success, 35 million. Well, Reyes, anybody? Oh, exactly. Yeah. He was okay, but it wasn't yeah. a success. I, think he was, I was trying to think of Reyes last week. Last week, last week someone said that we've never had bought a really expensive player and it's been a... Yeah. The Reyes was the one. The, I mean, that was let, a disaster. Let's talk about, I mean, anyway. There's about yeah. half the price of Sanchez, Reyes. Oh, no, he was a big sign. That was big money at the, at the time. time. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm just... Also, he's done it quickly. This done has been a quick, efficient yep. bit of chancellor business, yep. addressing an yep. area we need strengthening yep. in, definitely. And I think all of that is... Like, for me, that's what didn't happen in the summer. Yeah. And the fact that it's happened now... It's good. And it's happened, you know, at this time in the window, not the January 1st. Yeah. It's training today. You know. yeah. yeah. I just think, and it's also like, we're happy we've just signed someone. Yeah. It's not, wouldn't have been the person, if we were picking names around a table sort of like a few weeks ago, that's not, definitely not a name we'd have picked. But it just shows where we've got to a bit as Arsenal fans that we're just happy that we've signed an outfield player that can play in a position we need it. And I think maybe you have to trust Wenger on this, actually, which I know people haven't always trusted him before because if you'd said three or four years ago you could have Bellerin as right back or would you rather have a right back anywhere else in the league but which other right back in the league would you rather have I'll probably go Zabaleta because I think he's absolutely been the best right yeah. back for the last mm. five seasons. There aren't too many other right backs. You certainly wouldn't have Ivanovic at the moment, would you? No, that's true. I'll yeah. say Carl Walker and yeah. you can all have a good oh, laugh because yeah, he plays. Yeah, yeah. Well, but Bellerin is, that's oh. my point. You know, Wenger saw yeah. something in Bellerin yeah. and look and, what he's like now. And Monreal's come good. And Monreal. Well. Yeah, I mean, Monreal looks yeah. fantastic. He was I mean, terrific absolutely. last night against Ibe. Yeah. Really brilliant. good. There's a few, I mean, Cochrane's the obvious one that's come good. And even I think I saw some quotes from Wenger saying that Joel Campbell is this year's Cochrane. Yeah. You know, there's been a few that have had major question marks against them and, They've been yeah. proved right. And we've also, I think, possibly showed a lot of interest in two Nigerian yeah. 17-year-olds. Yes. Oh, that's, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. Classic. classic. Yeah, that's yeah. classic. I mean, one of them was the, well, the player of the year of the under-17s. And obviously, Arsenal are huge in Nigeria. Kanu obviously helps with that enormously. Yeah. So, Kelechi Nkwali and Samuel uh, Chukweza. Yeah. What do you, I mean, you're a big head. fan of Samuel's oh, <laughs> big fan. feet. You fuck, yeah, you they won the under-17 World Cup, yeah. I think, was the point They're trying to, to sort out the system, because it, it's gone a bit awry over the last couple of years, hasn't it? So they're trying to sort yeah. out the setup. We didn't really mention the FA Cup, did we? Sunderland. Yeah. Well, I, I think, I, you know, I don't know how long we've got left, but I think in terms of the team Not that long. was put out, that was interesting. Yeah, it was I turned strong. up, I, I just assumed it would be a weaker team than what it was. And, you know, but for, I think, oh, I don't have the team in front of me, but, but for a Wobie, yeah, it was... It was and so um, names you expect, yeah. and he had to play a woe because he's been the one on the bench and mm. had you know got to give him this opportunity. Did well, really nice game. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, he did do really well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So we've and got we've got Burnley is the point to make, you know, which gives us a very good opportunity of like just yeah. you know seamlessly heading into the fifth round, and who knows, three times in a row, part of the treble will be winning this year, no doubt, boy. <laughs> is any, when's it? The, yeah, well, yeah, the treble. That's the, it's very soon. It's two weeks time. The next cup game, twenty eighth of Jan. No, yeah. so we it's the. Yeah. Oh, you're it right, is, it is, isn't it? And it's stayed, it's not on TV. It's not on TV, yeah, no. They've snubbed us on TV in the cup games. Fair enough, I suppose, it feels like we're going to win these games. But I like a Saturday. I'm not Arsenal Burnley's not. Call me old-fashioned, but give me a Saturday afternoon. Oh, I totally. I'm not complaining, absolutely. <laughs> you get time to have your vegetarian uh, yeah, my club-level burger. burger. Veggie burger, yes, yeah, yes. it's massive. £12. price. Well, everything about it, yeah. Everything about it is huge. Um, we should talk about the Stoke game then. So apologies, but we did a, we did a separate um, results thing podcast, which didn't actually go out. So apologies to anyone who missed. Uh, personally, I think I predicted two all for last night. I think I'm pretty sure I predicted a high score. Said draw. four nil Arsenal boys. No, I didn't. I'm, I'm sure you did. You said Giroud hat trick and no, a late Bellerin goal. I, think I came close. I think I came closest. I think it was a moral victory for me in the predictions. Okay. But Stoke now away mm. is a really tough game, mm. isn't it? Mm. 
Well, I mean, as I said, at the beginning of the week, if you'd said to him you get four points, it was yeah. brilliant. So clearly the Joe Allen goal puts real pressure on this and Arsenal's record at Stoke. You must I don't know how many times you lot have been to oh. Stoke and watched Arsenal get thumped. I'm going for radio this weekend. So oh. I've actually actually I think it's the first time I've seen Arsenal in with in the flesh play at Stoke, and I'm interested to see the whole yeah. approach and physically because I was working with Danny Higginbottom a lot, he's a charming man. I know he is a charming man, he, yes, he did play for Stoke. Yeah. And I said, What was it like? He went, honestly he said every time we played Arsenal, we knew we'd beat them at the Britannia. Oh. We knew because, yeah. you know, the throw in and they didn't like it and we'd crowd the goalkeeper and Wenger would go mad and he'd wave his arms and the crowd would mimic him but he just weren't they just couldn't get their head around what they were going to face and that's a slightly different Stoke which actually is actually yeah, now that's well, that's what it's I was going to say. Yeah. New Stoke, old Stoke. They play, they play, and they really do play. Yeah, and they but played they, Man United off the park the other week. Yep, and they Man did. City as well. You know, they played them both off the park. But you'd but rather they, have a side that played football against yeah. us than, as we yeah. used to say, tried to play rugby against yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they still, but they're still perfectly capable of being quite. What's the word? Like, forceful. Yes. I mean, they're not. You know, because they're playing more football doesn't mean they're not yeah. still. Yeah. I mean, thing is still in defence, isn't it? You know, who Shawcross, Shawcross. Yeah, Gabriel, Gabriel had a little contra Thomas summer with Tanya, didn't. He did, yeah. And they were running through on goal, and yeah. they, whoever it was gave Gabriel some, and he returned it with interest. Yeah, Gabriel's so capable of having. I would, I would. Play, it's a sort of game for Gabriel for me. I actually yeah. like to see Gabriel play a bit more. Yeah, me too. We yeah. haven't won on the last five visits. I don't have it in front of me, but I'm not sure we've got a worse record. I can't think of another place we haven't won it in the last five visits. Even at Chelsea four years ago, oh, we won, and United we won in the FA Cup. There's been these places yeah. we've gone and won games. So. Just huge psychologically. It must be something for the same players. A bit like Ramsey, who, you know, have been going there for six mm. years now, and I think it was possibly the game he got injured with the yeah, last time we won there. Won the game he broke his leg. So yeah. for players that go to these grounds every year and they have negative connotations with going there, I just think psychologically winning there. But shouldn't they just be roused into want to, you know, well, you put out... So. Yeah. I, OK, I'm going to try get actual predictions now. Josh, what's going to happen? 1-0, um, Arsenal. OK. Mark? I think it'll be one all. I really do. Graham? I'd go for it being one all like Mark says, but getting a bit back for the other night, I reckon we're going to score a late goal to make it 2-1. Oh. Yeah, I was going to go 2-1. I think we'll win. Yeah, I'm weirdly optimistic. I think they will be roused into action. And I think they're also, I think they've got so, there's so much to prove after the Liverpool game. I just think they'll be kind of on a, they'll want to... Will it be good to have Sanchez that. back? Yeah, the thing, about, the thing about Arsenal is we'll know within the first five minutes what sort of Arsenal team are turning up at Stoke on Sunday. That's yeah, you're thing. probably right. You know, like, whether, if it, is it the team that, you know, I hope not the team that turned up against Southampton who just thought they could go through the motions and enough skill and class to beat them, or is it a team that's prepared to dig in and fight um, to get through? Mm. And that's, what's, that's what yeah. we need on Sunday, otherwise we're do th- not... Do not you think there's any well. chance Gabriel was going to get game time soon? I've been surprised that he's had so, really so not, little. Yeah. I, I think he's got a lot of potential. I mean, I know what was it against Norwich, he made a daft offensive decision trying to step in front of the man and they scored. But particularly for a game like this, yeah. you know, they always say, you know, you're from Sao Paulo, you're a defender, you know, you're <laughs> yeah. tough. If you're from Rio, you know, you're Coca Cabana and you do the deflects. You know, he's obviously Gabriel Paulista. You know, he likes it, likes it tough. Yeah, and absolutely, rough. Yeah. <laughs> Just say to Stoke, out you go, you know what they're like. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I, but do you get a feeling that slightly Wenger doesn't, Wenger feels that if you separate Koscielny and Mertesacker, that both of, either of them are capable of having a disastrous time. I feel that, I feel he's not quite, I, I don't know, and I feel a lot of fans feel that as no, well, that when you separate them, as a unit, I mean, even as a unit, they have their, like last night they had, they had some issues, but you still think in the end they'll sort it out, whereas yeah. separately, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Yeah. I think they're both I think there is it. that thing about, you know, the, you, these are our centre-halves, yeah. but any great team, you know, I mean, look, we need to see what's going on with Man City at the moment without company, I mean, they're absolute shambles. Yeah. You know, Chelsea at their very, very best, you know, you look at any team... 
you know, Tottenham have got the best defence they've had in years because they've got the best yeah. two centre halves they've had in years. Who were obviously both Belgian, play together all the time. I, yeah, I think Wenger's definitely thinking. Yeah, there's yeah. consistency yeah. and. and Before we end, let's have a bigger picture view because we're currently joint favourites to win the league, I believe, with City. Yeah. Um, oh, are they? Oh, yeah. I, saw, I saw our friend Alan's stats. Quote, Alan Alga. Uh, Alan Alga last night. They had, he had, he had City favourites. Did he? Some Did bookmakers have got... Oh, I think City 11 well, to 8, Arsenal 5 uh, to... Oh, OK. I saw Paddy Power had both 13 to 10. I think there was some yeah, movement in the bookmakers, but yeah, yeah, there's certainly neck and neck. And that was because much as City went into last night as slight favourites. They had an easier game than, yeah. than we did, and we both took a point. So what do we think? What, what's your current feeling about what ha- what's going to happen? Or can we, are we going to win the league? Are we favourites in your in your mind? I don't think we're definitely... We should be joint favourites because that's where we are at the moment. Um, I, I, whatever happens, I can't see Leicester lasting the pace. I'm loving what they're doing, but, you know, because it's good for football, yeah. but I can't see them doing it. You know, to me, it's, it's Man City... Uh, are playing below par once they get company back and they start ticking over we've got to keep up with them I think we can and I think it'll be neck and neck and look my heart tells me yes my head tells me maybe mm. the penultimate game of the season is Manchester City Arsenal yeah. at the Etihad yeah, I, think, I, think, I think that Probably will yeah. that will be critical I, don't, yeah. I think there will be no more than one two points between them at yeah. the time I think that will be absolutely critical no, I think Arsenal's right. last home game is it's a good one I think it's a sort of West Brom at home or something yeah. like that normally yeah. it's West Brom at home or, no I think it might even be Villa who will presumably be you know uh, in, in a different co- country by then yeah. so is that am I right there Villa at home you're yeah. right yeah. Uh, Man City away penultimate game yes yeah. so yeah. I think that Man City game will be absolutely pivotal yeah do you think they'll work out a way of making Man City Arsenal the final game can they do that no they can't if, do that boys no can't they? Oh, you've got the no, other, all sure? the other games on the last day of the season. Uh, no, no, okay. you yeah, you're right. Yeah, you have to, yeah, can't change the last day no, of the season once, no, can you? Yeah, 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 they must be furious. But, um, <laughs> you know, what a, what a final game that could be. Yeah, so you're still thinking we're going to win league, are you? Yes, I mean, I, I don't think last night, as I said, I think probably it keeps you roughly where you were. If you were anti, you've got your anti arguments. Yeah. I'm kind of in the belief that we can go and do it. I think we showed enough that we can, but mm. it, you want to see them go win at Stoke now. Just I think give for me, you a bit it's, of faith. it's when you get Wilshire, Wilbeck, you know, when we start getting all the players back, then we've got yeah. a terrific squad and a strong squad. If, it, if it's the same squad we've got at the moment, I'm not sure that could last the pace. But with the players coming back in, that's what gives me that. I agree, but there's going to be such big games to bring them back in for. It's going to have to be very delicate how he does it. It's going to you know, be one yeah. at a time and Correct. off I'll the be bench. Amazed. I can't I'll, see much of them. I'll be amazed if Wilshire Wilbeck. Get back, you know. To be honest, I think Cockland, after Sanchez, Cockland's the most important. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, Cockland. Look at the stat. The I think the stat there is saw, yeah. today, like, yeah, it's yeah. today that with him we let in 0.7 goals a game. Without yeah, him, it's right. like 1.3 yeah, he's more important, goals yeah. a game. I mean, his his yeah. his, his, his vital. Yeah. So, Mark, do you think I think do you think we'll win the league? What's your feeling? I think that Man City game will decide. Yeah, it. Well. I know that sounds like fence city. I no, think that Man City game will decide. Yeah, yeah. I think Man City will still win. I think they probably will Man City, but that Man City game will be absolutely definitive. Yes. Well, it will help if Villa don't have anything to play from the final. But day, let me though. tell you, at least we're dreaming this season, and we're in yeah, the position absolutely. where we're talking about it, and it's lovely to be able to. We do made that. this point last year going into FA Cup third round week. We were twelve points off Chelsea, and it was no chance in the league. So the FA Cup felt like okay, we at least let's go and do something in that. FA Cup didn't feel as big, you know, for the weekend. It felt like, okay, nice, we've won, but actually, there's more important issues, and that is a good feeling. We've got what, nine more points at this point, I think, than last year in the in the league. I'm like not that. sure. It's the sort of thing Alan Alga would be Alan would tweeting and he would telling you. <laughs> he would dismiss yeah. that stat, saying that we would look at the specific games yeah. people would play. But I still think it's a, that's that's still a clear oh, yeah, yeah. Look, look, you know, yeah. um, uh, uh, just to finish with, um, you know, Steve Claridge said last on the radio, he said, look. 
you know, Arsenal got the, Arsenal matched Manchester City's result and they better Tottenham's result. So however disappointing it was to see that goal in the last minute, you know, they're not yeah. in a worse position as a result. That's true. That is true. Excellent. Thank you, Graham. Mark and Josh, as ever, we'll be back next week. Next, next Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay, excellent. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye. This is a Playback Media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.